Hello all sentient beings and welcome to Transmissions Alt Mode where we talk about all news, comics, and media related to the... On this episode we review IDW Publishing's Beast Wars number 15 in comics. Hasbro finally trademarks the Maximal and Predacon symbols after 25 years. And we can't wait for a new Transformers channel streaming soon on Pluto TV. Today is Friday, June 10th, 2022, and this is episode 289 of Transmissions Alt Mode. Welcome to Transmissions Alt Mode, the podcast that must put aside our differences to work towards a common goal. I'm your host, Charles, a.k.a. Big C, and I'm joined by the excellent Transmissions team, Scott, the illustrious Dr. Pants. Were there differences? I thought we were all pretty much on the same page here. Oh, hey, everyone. And Daryl, the Cybertronian Beast. I think he's talking about our feelings towards Beast Wars. Mine, particularly. Oh. Let's talk Transformers. Daryl's also Canadian. That's another difference. <laughs> How is he supposed to put aside his Canadianness? <laughs> Sorry about what, that. That's his problem. <laughs> what, what common goal is his Canadianness keeping, keeping him from? <laughs> Being American. There's <laughs> <laughs> a few very political statements I could make right now that <laughs> let's not uh, let's not go there. But uh, yeah, oh, oh, Canada. <laughs> you should love Beast Wars. I, I keep I keep reminding you that Beast Wars is Canada is the land of Beast Wars. That's where that's where Beast Wars was made. That's where Beast Wars comes from. It's where Beasties was made. I mean, it's also where J- Justin Bieber comes from. So, I mean, let's let's just let's let's not say that everything that comes from Canada is amazing because we've put out some crap. <laughs> all right, but it does seem like all our best movie stars were Canadians or at Canadian, least comedians. I don't or know, British or New yeah. yeah, or from New Zealand or Australia, <laughs> just not from America. Nope. I'll take that. Yeah, all right, that's true. <laughs> as always we start the show by thanking our donatrions those lovely people who support us on patreon and paypal thank you all for continuing to help out the show we really appreciate it if you are not a donatrion and would like to be one just go to transmissionspodcast.com slash support that's where you can sign up and help us out with a little bit of money and if you do become a donatrion you will get some perks like access to all the uncut bonus episodes of our Transformers live play RPG podcast, Empire of Rust. And this Monday, June 13th, we've got a new bonus episode. This is the uncut early bonus edition of Empire of Rust episode 78, Primetime. And this is exclusive to our Donatrons. It will only be available to them. And the re- the regular episode 78 will be out the following week on June 20th. So you get it an ex- a week early, plus with lots of extra content thrown in. Uh, and we just had a regular transmissions episode called Primetime last week. So this is interesting that we, we've got a we've got a new title independently uh, come uh, determined there. And if I had to speculate, I'd say that uh, so since this is starting a new adventure in the Empire of Rust storyline, maybe we'll get a special guest star. It sounds like there might be a very special guest star coming on to Empire of Rust in the next episode. We'll see. Another, uh, also for the free feed and the free feed of Empire of Rust, the, uh, also coming June 13th, 
We've got part five of the Transmissions Empire of Rust crossover collaboration. And uh, this continues the storyline with myself, Yoshi, and a couple of the other regular Empire of Rust guys playing all different characters. Uh, this is the Telltale Spark. This is part five of this adventure, this side story. So check that out this week, uh, this coming Monday, June 13th. All right, let's uh, get the show started and jump into comics news. So first up, uh, we've just got one item in comics news. We've got another cover. So this is the cover of Last Spot Standing, issue number four by Kazama. So a uh, very cool cover. Uh, Kazama is an awesome artist. Uh, we've been very big fans of her work uh, since back in uh, IDW, the original IDW 1.0 series when they were the uh, artist on the Optimus Prime, the regular artist on Optimus Prime. Here they've got a cover, uh, Last Spot Standing number four, and this is paired again with colorist Josh Burcham. That's the, that was the duo, the team that was on Optimus Prime back in the day, the, the John Barber Optimus Prime comic. And they're back again doing Last Spot Standing number four. It's a very cool cover showing Rodimus or Hot Rod or, uh, you know, looks like he's half decomposed, half dead, half alive. Looks very cool. Yeah, Last Spot Standing. And uh, I believe at this point, issue two is already out. So we've got two more issues uh, for this coming. And uh, that's all our comics news. So let's move on to our comic review. This week, we are reviewing Transformers Beast Wars number 15, Children of the Vok. Written by Eric Burnham, art by Winston Chan, colors by Ellie Wright, letters by Nathan Wittick and Jake Wood, assistant editor Riley Farmer, editor Jasmine Joyner, and supervising editor David Marriott. We've got three covers. Cover A is Megatron and Optimus Primal, surrounded by the Vok, and that's by John Jennings. Cover B is Waspinator and Nyx facing off in an aerial battle. Uh, you know, it looks like a like a fighting game pose where they're they're you know it's like round one fight, and that's by Andy Duggan. And then the retailer incentive cover is Megatron, a close up of Megatron as he works out his aggression on a primal plushie, rips it to shreds, and that is by James Marsh. So Daryl, uh, which of these covers uh, are you excited about? Uh, well, I'm going to pick the one that I actually bought because uh, it's the I think it is the best looking of the three, and that is the Retailer Incentive cover by James Marsh. That uh, close up of uh, Megatron's face with the plushy Primal is uh, is a really fun fun cover, and I I thought that that one was great, and that's why I bought it. So I'm going to go with the RI. Cool, uh, Doctor Pants. Which cover are you going with? I hate to say this because I love Beast Wars, but I'm not thrilled by any of these covers, really. But I will say, if I have to pick one, it's the Retailer Incentive cover. I think it looks the best, and uh, I love the expression on Megatron's face. That's really cool, but it's okay. All right, fair enough. They can't all be winners. No, no. Uh, but I am actually going to pick cover A. I think, uh, I know this is, it's a more, it's not quite as detailed, uh, much more kind of impressionistic style there, but I, I just like that image of uh, all the Vox surrounding Primal and Megatron. Uh, I think it's a very, you know, evocative cover. It it really, uh, you know, is ties directly into the story that we have in the comic. And uh, those Vok look, just look creepy. <laughs> I like it. 
So that's my pick. Did uh, anybody notice that in the credits, um, Jake M. Wood has dropped the M? I did uh, notice that, yeah. It's just going by Jake Wood now, so I don't know what to make about that. I just uh, thought it was interesting. Well, maybe we'll... (laughs) You've got Twitter, right, Daryl? Maybe (laughs) maybe you can get on there and ask him about it. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) All right, let's uh, jump into the story here. Optimus Primal regains consciousness in a cave after being captured by Polar Claw, a bot of unknown origin, last issue. As he recovers, he realizes he is not alone. Megatron stares at him curiously. Primal's rage overtakes him, and he immediately lashes out to attack his Predacon enemy. But before he can reach Megatron, his body slams into an energy force field, knocking him back to the ground. Megatron enjoys seeing Optimus Primal in pain and taunts him as he tells him that he was responsible for the rage energy that infects Primal now. Primal seems ready to erupt again, but he manages to calm himself down and regain his rationality. Rather than continue to indulge, rather than continue to indulge his anger towards Megatron and the Predacons, Optimus Primal proposes that he and Megatron must work together if they are to escape this prison. Megatron has no interest in cooperating. He'd rather just wait for his Predacons to find them. But Optimus Primal points out that whoever had the power and skill to capture them can probably also keep them hidden from detection. The only way to escape is to work together. Megatron is not convinced and continues to mock and criticize Primal's unsuccessful efforts. Eventually, Optimus Primal and Megatron are greeted by five strange bots. There are Polar Claw and Saberback, the bots that captured Primal and Megatron, along with Tigatron, Air Razor, and Inferno. Tigatron introduces himself and his fellow bots, and Air Razor tells them that they are neither Maximal nor Predacon because they have been spiritually awakened by the Vok. Optimus Primal recognizes the name, but he doesn't know who or what they are. Megatron demands to speak to the Vok immediately. Tigatron explains that the Vok are gods and the stewards of this world, and that they don't speak to lower life forms. Megatron is unimpressed. Anyone who believes in gods is a fool. But Tigatron continues to tell him that the only thing the Vok want from the Maximals and Predacons is compliance. The Cybertronians' interference has disrupted their experiments on this world. The bots now have two choices. Leave the planet immediately or go into stasis until the experiments are complete. Megatron rejects these choices and declares that if these bots are neither Maximals nor Predacons, then they are nothing. And he fires a blast from his arm cannon to the force field. But the gesture is futile as the blast is is absorbed and only succeeds in stirring up dust. Tigatron says he'll pass Megatron's request for an audience to the Vok, but he doubts they'll listen. And with that, he and the other Vok bots transform and leave. After the bots are gone, Megatron angrily turns to Optimus Primal and calls him a coward for not doing anything useful. But Primal counters that he was focused on observing their captors and their behavior. He realized that the dust from Megatron's blast could pass through the force field even when the energy couldn't. And the Vok bots transformed to beast mode to leave the cavern. Finally, Optimus Primal was captured in beast mode, but the Vok transformed him to robot mode when he was unconscious. This all leads him to an interesting conclusion. Optimus Primal transforms to his gorilla mode and pushes his gorilla paw into the force field. It passes through harmlessly, and he is able to walk through the force field in beast mode. Megatron is incredulous, but is forced to admit his maximal enemy has figured something out. Primal proposes a truce so that they can work together and escape. Megatron transforms to T-Rex mode and reluctantly agrees. 
The Vok watch them unseen as they leave the cave. The Vok are surprised by the change in behavior of the two enemies deciding to work together. They argue back and forth as to whether they should finally just destroy the Cybertronians and be done with them. But one Vok is curious to see the end result of their modified social dynamics. That Vok proposes to send the bots the Vok corrupted into followers against Primal and Megatron to see what happens. If the Cybertronians survive, they'll speak with them. If not, then at least it will be over. The other Vok agreed to this plan. As Megatron and Optimus Primal escape into the open wilderness, Primal senses something off. Megatron dismisses his caution, but Primal was right. As they get into an open clearing, the Vok bots, cloaked by Saberback's holograms, reveal themselves and attack. They have Megatron and Optimus Primal at a significant disadvantage with five bots to two, but Megatron is ready to fight back savagely. Optimus Primal transforms to bot mode and still tries to negotiate a peaceful end to the conflict, but Tigertron ignores him and attacks. The battle is intense and deadly. Megatron seizes Polar Claw in his T-Rex's jaws, then fires his energy cannon out of the T-Rex's throat straight through Polar Claw's body and spark, killing him instantly. Megatron then transforms to robot mode. Inferno fires his flamethrower to avenge his fellow bot's death, but Megatron shrugs shrugs it off. But before Megatron can attack Inferno, he disappears. Saberback is using his holograms again to hide himself and his comrade. Meanwhile, Optimus Primal continues his duel with Tigertron. After seeing Polar Claw fall, Tigertron vows to avenge his friend's death. Primal argues that he didn't kill Polar Claw. That was Megatron. But Tigatron isn't listening. Primal's fighting skills get the better of Tigatron, and he slices through Tigatron's gun with his sword. Above in bird mode, Air Razor sees Tigatron in trouble and dive bombs Primal, transforming to bot mode and sucker punching him as she lands. As Megatron sees Primal distracted, he considers blasting him in the back to end his nuisance once and for all. But he decides against it since they are still outnumbered 4-2. to two. He still needs Primal for now. And anyway, he's got new targets to take out as he sees the air shimmer nearby. Megatron sees through Saberback's holograms to grab both him and Inferno. Saberback pleads for his life, but Megatron ignores him and crushes Saberback in the T-Rex jaws of his right hand. As he drops Saberback's lifeless body, he turns his attention to Inferno, still in his left hand. But before Megatron can kill another bot, the Vok intervene and end the fight. The Vok possess the body of the deceased Polar Claw and speak through that body to address Megatron. They again reiterate their demands on the Cybertronians. Leave, go into stasis, or be destroyed. Megatron is not interested in negotiating and blasts the body of Polar Claw again. He believes he's just killed the Vok as easily as he killed their bots, but he is mistaken. The Vok reveal their true forms without a physical host. They are beings of pure energy and are more powerful than any Cybertronian. Now their patience is at an end. The Vok decide to end Megatron's interference once and for all by ending his spark. But Optimus Primal pleads on Megatron's behalf for them to stop. This surprises the Vok since they know Megatron is his enemy. Why? Optimus answers that killing someone in battle is different from murder. The Vok responds that Megatron just murdered two of the other bots serving the Vok. Optimus responds that these bots were attacking and they were fighting back in self-defense. But even so, Megatron must be tried for his crimes, not summarily executed. The Vok are intrigued by Optimus Primal's behavior. They did not expect one enemy to defend another. But one of the other Vok is done with Cybertronians and argues to just destroy them. But Optimus offers another option. They can learn from this scenario. The Vok can observe how the Maximals and Predacons behave when faced with unsurmountable odds against a more powerful threat. The Vok can't resist a good experiment. 
Over the objections of the one that just wants to destroy them, the Vak agree to let the Maximals and Predacons go for seven cycles. They can prepare any way they want, undisturbed, but when the time is up, the Vak will come for them. Primal agrees to their terms, and the Vak vanish. And that is it for this issue of Beast Wars. To be continued. So yeah, I mean, we've only got two more issues, so unfortunately, they're, you know, that this thing has to be cut short and i'm sure that uh, eric burnham had a had a lots more story ideas going on with the vok uh but i i really like what what he's done with this uh with this book um uh let me also mention the art by uh, winston chan and uh ellie wright i thought they did a great job winston's art is uh, is really cool it's a nice contrast to josh bircham much more uh you know i, I would say rounded and natural uh than josh's more angular style so it's it's really interesting uh i thought the battle scenes were all really well done i thought uh you know it was exciting and uh pretty brutal i mean megatron really cut loose in the story i thought that was really well done uh i particularly liked how you know how he killed polar claw with a blast from his mouth that was it was i really liked how polar claw was like why don't you why don't you let me down so we can have a fair fight and megatron's like no <laughs> just blasts him uh i thought it was uh yeah just just really nice really uh really good story uh really exciting action there and uh yeah good art so all the elements of a good comic book and i enjoyed it uh i also thought the writing for megatron and optimus primal was really nice really well done I, I thought they really captured their characters very well i think eric burnham has really captured all the beast wars characters really nice throughout the series and yeah i wish he was getting a chance to do more so uh daryl uh i'm gonna start with you so uh did you enjoy this beast wars story was it was it beast warsy enough for you uh well it was interesting um the uh i want to start by uh talk about the art uh i i do really enjoy winston's art um I did find there was something seemed a little off about this, uh, this art though. So I don't know whether it was just the fact that like some of the, the backgrounds just were non-existent and they just replaced the backgrounds with solid color. Um, and, and that just, uh, I don't know, kind of threw me a bit. Um, but I, I do, I do like Winston's, uh, character, character art a lot. Um, it just, uh, it just seemed like the, uh, like the, the lack of backgrounds and stuff like that just kind of made it seem... I don't know. It just seemed different. There was a few panels that had extremely detailed backgrounds, and then there were panels that had nothing at all. So it just, um, just the inconsistency maybe kind of threw it for me. Um, I don't know if there was a particular reason for that. Maybe if, uh, um, I don't know. I, I just, uh, something about it just, just throws me a bit for these, uh, for those, those panels where it's just, there's nothing in the background. Um, that being said, the story, I, I liked the story. It was, it was good. Um, uh, the battle scene was visceral and I did like that. Uh, particularly the scene you just mentioned where Polar Claw bites it. And, um, and it was, that was really great. And I did like the panel where, um, it was drawn in silhouette to, uh, to show the, uh, the, you know, how, how nasty it was. Um, and, uh, when, yeah. So when Inferno's, she then shoots immediately after that shoots Megatron with his flame gun and it does nothing. You know, you can see that it's kind of, you know, they can see that Megatron's overpowering them. 
right? And and mm-hmm. you know, it's it's a very it's almost not as one-sided as they they thought it might be. Megatron's really got the uh the upper hand here even though he's outnumbered considerably. Um so it was a great it was a great battle scene and I thought it was it was drawn uh quite well. Now, for me, uh the the whole storyline with the Vok, I don't understand. I don't get it. These these uh flying uh spaghetti monsters uh are <laughs> are kind of weird. Um you know, I don't are are we on Earth? I you know, that's one thing that's kind of throwing me here. Is this supposed to be Earth? Um are these the Vox supposed to be Cybertronian in origin? I don't know. I like I mean there's there's really no no background here. I know that they're f- they're from the uh, the original cartoon, so maybe you can give me a bit of a uh you know, a s- bit of story here on this uh, Charles before I make a complete fool of myself. <laughs> well, um so for the i mean the original cartoon they were on prehistoric earth um in the in this comic series it has not been established that they are on prehistoric earth so we still don't really know if they're actually on earth or just on some random planet but the vok were never also never really explained in the cart in the original cartoon i mean they they are you can think of them as like i would say like q like you know they're okay, they're sure. beings of pure pure energy so they don't have to conform to the laws of physics. They can basically manipulate reality around them however they want. And so, you know, they, so like, you know, they can, when they observe all the, um, the bots, they can basically stop time and, and talk about them and, and the bots won't notice them because they're, you know, they're, they can't perceive them because they, you know, they operate on like pure energy. So, um, yeah, I mean, so, so, there is a there is a um like there was a Q&A with uh, the beast the original beast wars show runners where they did talk about like their their kind of headcanon origin for the Vok and that goes into um I mean uh, I'll try and keep it brief but basically uh they they their idea was that the Vok were the um uh, the descendants of the swarm, which was this energy swarm that was the 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 monster at the end of the G two comic, and at the end of the this, so this swarm was like this this negative energy that came out of the Cybertronians like reproductive uh, original reproductive uh, uh, energies. Like when when Cybertronians were first created, they reproduced by like you know splitting like like cells. And every time this division happened, some there was some byproduct energy that came off of it, and eventually, this energy like coalesced into this swarm that like destroyed everything in its path. At the end of the G two comic, Optimus Prime like put all the Matrix energy into the swarm, and that turned the the energy of the the life giving Matrix energy turned the swarm from evil to good, and it decided to no longer like destroy everything. And actually, you know, resurrected Prime again after it had consumed him and then went off into, you know, and to do other things. Uh, The idea was that in the G2 comic, at the end of the G2 comic, the Decepticons pretty much ravage Earth. And uh, like from the Beast Wars art, uh, the Beast Wars creators point of view, they thought that Earth had been totally like destroyed and decimated and that human humans had been driven extinct so their thoughts were that the swarm would like since it was now good it wanted to go back into history and like 
figure out a way to preserve humanity. And that's why it went back into the past of Earth's history and was like manipulating things so that in the future that human beings would still survive somehow. And that was the, the whole Vok backstory. And the 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 um, Maximals and Predacons were just messing things up on Earth for them. And that's why they wanted them gone. So I see. All right. Very elaborate. Yeah. <laughs> I, Clear I, as mud. It, it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> it it doesn't seem like all that backstory is necessary for for the comic. I think for the purposes of the comic, you can just say they're they're really powerful aliens who just like science experiments and and that's that's you, you good ha- enough. You had me at their cue. <laughs> <laughs> that's like one of the first things he said. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I got it. I I like Star Trek. <laughs> um, oh, because I I didn't get that reference. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> the uh, so I I I mean I get that, and uh, um and and so it'll be interesting to see what Megatron does in response because they kind of fucked him up for a bit there, but. Yeah, I mean that that that's the thing. So I mean, at least everything I've seen, everything we've seen in the comics so far indicates that the Vok are pretty much all powerful. Like the 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 Maximals and Predacons, I mean, they can prepare whatever defenses they want, but the Vok can just you know with a thought immediately just stop their sparks. I mean, like the only the only reason the 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 bots are still alive is because that one Vok that that wants to destroy them keeps getting overruled by the other two. Like if the other two decided, okay, yeah, we'll just destroy them, then they'd be dead. So mm-hmm. interesting. Um, well, that's. I mean, I, there's only two issues left. Um, it'll be interesting to see what uh, what they decide to do with those last two issues. And uh, yeah, um, it's not a lot of time. So uh, obviously, I think the uh, the Maximals and Predacons are going to be working together here because now their big bad is. Uh, uh, it's uh, omnipotent, so it's, uh, <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see what they can do with that. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, as far as this book went, uh, I like the action, and uh, um, I'm curious to see where the rest of the story goes. All right, thumbs up from the number one Beast Wars fan on the podcast. Great. All right, uh, Doctor Pants, uh, number two fan Beast Wars fan on the podcast. What do you think? So this is going to be funny because Daryl gave it a thumbs up and I'm about to complain. And I never complain when we do these. So this is going to be hilarious. Um, Overall, I like the story. But, and I'm going to say the same thing about the story and the art. A lot of it, there's there it feels like there's rushing going on. And I understand Mm -hmm. why because it's only two issues left. But I feel like some things get glossed over. And I feel like some things need to be elaborated on in the story. And it just seems kind of convenient that, like, oh, we're doing this, this, and this. And it's like, I don't know. It seemed weird to me that, like, the the children of the Vok just leave them, but then immediately ta- attack them afterwards. I know it's because the Vok told them, but it was such a short amount of time. And I feel like if we had more time, they would have, like, stretched it out a bit, maybe. It just, something feels off with the pacing. But again, overall, I like what they're doing. I like how this issue ends with Primal making the deal with them to say, hey, give us time to prepare. I don't know how they're going to fight them because even in the TV show, I don't think they ever directly confronted the Vok. I think the only time they did anything confrontational was against Tiger Hawk, who was the only, I think, conception of what you would call children of the Vok in the cartoon. Charles, mm-hmm. you, yeah, yeah, I was going to say you can probably agree with me on yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, like you said, they can stop time and they can fry their sparks. So what the 
hell are they going to do? But, I mean, it's two issues. There's been some great writing. I've lo- I've loved what this series has done so far with all the characters and plots, so we'll wait and see. But it just feels like it's rushing, and I hope, I hope there's a legitimate good explanation for how they get out of this and how everything gets resolved. In terms of the art, I love Winston's art. He did some really good character art in this, and they all look good. And some of the beast mode, like, fights, like when it's... Megatron versus Polar Claw. They both look really good, but I don't think the coloring's great in this sh- issue through most of it. And I think, Daryl, that might be part of your problem because not only is there a lack of backgrounds, but there is very little um, shading throughout this too. It makes it all feel mm-hmm. very flat and plain. And I'm gonna I'm gonna nitpick, and it's it might sound like a dumb nitpick, but they switched the eye colors on a lot of the characters from time to time um the page uh it's page 11 in our review copy if you look at the top polar claw his eyes are red and then the panel at the bottom they're green tigatron's eye color through almost the whole issue are green and at some point they're drawn red and it's like why are these switching what is the problem here and it's it's a nitpick that like i understand these things happen but like it stood out to me because i also think the green eyes are, are a signature of the children of the Vok because they've kind of made that noticeable, particularly in the last issue. We saw, like, uh, green energy coming off their eyes when they were talking and everything. So I think that's supposed to be standout, and it wasn't kept, kept consistent. And I don't want to complain about art. Like, I, I love to see people do art, and they can do it better than I ever could. But it's just something that I think should have been taken care of. One last thing to complain about. I honestly believe the only reason Inferno is in this is for fan service more than anything. Like, I think they should have picked a better character than Inferno in here. I think they did just so they could do the, they could have him saying Queens once. <laughs> I would have liked to have seen a better character. It makes sense for me that Air Razor and Tiger Tron are there because again, they became Tiger Hawk, the children of the Vok in the cartoon. We get Polar Claw and Saberback, who are characters who have never been in the show before, like the American show. I would have liked to have seen them pull again from a deeper one because I don't think Inferno really works unless he's, you know, there with Megatron calling him queen because that was his whole shtick and it was hilarious. But for all my complaints, I'm not upset about this issue. I like it overall. The fight scenes are visceral. They are awesome. I love the fight scenes. They're great. I just, I'm sad this series is coming to an end so quickly and I'm worried that it's going to suffer and I don't want to see it suffer because it feels like it is a little bit right now, but We'll wait and see what those last two issues bring. And uh, can we get like Eric Burnham to come on the show? Can you guys like interview him? I want to find out what the plans were for the rest of the series. I'm sure he'd love to talk about it. Daryl, you're on Twitter. <laughs> talk to Eric. I, I have, see if he'll come on. I have a feeling that uh, he wouldn't. Uh, he he wouldn't return my messages. <laughs> I, I think I think we'll have to approach Eric, Doctor Pants, not not Daryl. <laughs> uh, uh, well, I might have to do this uh, Twitter thing then because. Uh, I'm not as well versed as Daryl is in it, but maybe, maybe. I just I want to know what was planned because I feel like we're gonna miss out on like so much stuff. Like yeah, I bet, yeah. Go ahead. I was gonna say like I bet there was something planned for Razor Beast because we never saw a body, never saw a body. He ended up on the floating island, which is a Vok thing. We'd like to see him come back. Scald was gonna have probably more character. Like I, ugh, there's so much I want to know. Now you got two issues. That's not enough. <laughs> it's not enough. Yeah, I I agree. I think Eric's done a great job, and uh, I mean, especially, and you can see the passion for his story because they they've continued up with the letters in every uh, every issue, and uh, you know, 
all responding to all the letters from beast wars fans in the comic you know that's that's something that we haven't seen for a long time is having a letters page in the comic so and uh you know i would definitely like to pick eric's brain and and find out what his thoughts were like what his plans were for beast wars so yeah we'll 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 work on that that's that's a goal we'll make that we'll make that a summer goal see if we can get it get eric to come on the show we know Josh. Josh can help us out. He, Josh, he got Josh a contact. And yeah. and I, I know I'm only a guest host, but if Eric does come on the show, can, can I be there? I got <laughs> questions. <laughs> only if it's the first week of the month. <laughs> well, only it if it's like your I'm turn. To, <laughs> I'm just going to have to get to him first then, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> huh? All right. Yeah, and, and – and Dr. Pants, I do agree about the pacing. I, I think that's that's kind of unavoidable. But I do still appreciate that in the right the writing did account for that. Like when, when they do get out of the prison, Primal mentions like, Yeah, I, I think you know, they, they designed it this way. Like it's not like they they like it was an oversight. The Vok designed it intentionally to see what would happen if they figured out how to escape. And yeah. and it's not like it was just, you know, like a, you know, a plot hole or anything like that. And yeah, the the Vok basically, you know, the, the, and they said the Vok say that they're let's just see what happens if if we make the bots fight them and you know see if they survive. So I mean, even though even though they didn't the 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 explanation was kind of rushed, it's still there and it still works. So hmm. I appreciated that. This is true. So well, that is our review of Beast Wars number fifteen. And so we will move on to Transformers Media News. All right. In media news this week, uh, we've got uh, two things to talk about. First one, uh, Hasbro has applied for some new trademarks. They are not really new, but uh, they are going for some logo trademarks. And they are a couple insignias that we've all kind of seen before. They are the Maximals and the Predacon. Speaking of Beast Wars, we uh, so we've seen these logos before. They are exactly the same as we've uh, come to know and love from over the years. The old Maximal logo and the old Predacon logo from Beast Wars. Uh, these are the uh, logo trademarks that they've applied for on May 24th, 2022. And they applied uh, for them to be under uh, toy animals, toy robots. Um, so, uh, Charles, what? Uh, where do you think they're going with this? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I guess I, I mean, I, I saw like there was a little bit of discussion in the TFW thread there, um, which I think sounds plausible. Is that probably they felt like. There, these symbols were covered under copyright, you know, for the last twenty-five years or so. So they didn't really need a trademark because you know everything they were they were on was was copyrighted material. And maybe now with the beast, like the rise of the beasts movie becoming, uh, you know, making Transformers Beast Wars more prominent, and they're going to have Maximal and Predacon movie tie-in toys. I imagine to go with the movie. Maybe they felt they needed a stronger, like a additional. IP protection with you know for copyright and trademark, so that's why they put them in now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that probably. was that was the speculation, and and I think it's reasonable. Yeah, it seems 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 to be plausible. Um, Doctor Pants, do you have anything you wanted to add about the uh, the logos here? 
Uh, not really. I mean, uh, most of us as Transformers fans know that there's all kinds of copyright stuff that happens with, you know, names and symbols and everything. It's why things get changed around. But, um, yeah, I was just assuming that with the uh, Rise of the Beast coming out, they were just kind of, you know, reapplying everything because... Well, you ask where are they going to take it? They're going to take it straight to the bank because a new <laughs> a new Transformers movie's coming out and it's going to make some bucks and there's going to be toys and there's going to be printing money, right? <laughs> we we assume, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All I right, mean, uh, it, it's I I hope that if if the if the if the Michael Bay stink is off the franchise, hopefully people will come back. I don't know. We'll oh, see. <laughs> I don't think the Michael Bay stink will ever be removed from the franchise. <laughs> and some people would argue that that's not even a stink. Yeah, that's true. I, 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 I that's a that's a value judgment. Apologize, I'm, not, I'm inserting my own values in. <laughs> well, I, I mean. Every year, I sh- I tell the kids, hey, at the end of the year, we're going to watch Transformers, and you should see how disappointed they look when I put in the 86 movie. <laughs> they want to watch the explosion-y one. I want to mm. watch the good one. Kids are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah but... <laughs> uh, moving on. The uh, the last thing we got to talk about this uh, in media news is uh, Pluto TV is a thing, I guess. Uh, and they are launching a new Transformers streaming channel. So this is starting on June 13th in the U.S. And they are part of the uh, Paramount family of streaming and will be airing uh, such Transformers series as Cyberverse, Transformers Prime, Transformers Robots in Disguise, and more and more every day according to the uh, the press release. So, um, yeah, that's interesting. So, I mean, at my uh, rough count, there probably, even if you included the Japanese stuff, there might be around 20 series that you can watch. Um, is that enough for a whole channel? Um, I, I'm guessing, Daryl, you don't have any experience with Pluto TV because of no. how you started that. Uh, Charles, yeah. have you... Have you messed around with Pluto TV at all? Not a not a whole lot, but I'm familiar with it. I mean, it's also similar to Tubi TV, which I have messed around with. But yeah, I mean, it, it's 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 kind of just free streaming in the U.S. Y- yeah, ad supported. It's just um, it also because uh, I have a Vizio smart TV, and it's just when I click on it, it basically works like live TV, where I can go through channels, like if I had a cable box or something, and I find that like. At certain times, certain stuff is playing, and there's channels dedicated to all the normal stuff, but then you get stuff like a channel dedicated to one series, and I imagine with this, it's good. they're going to start from the beginning and just stream stuff straight through, so you'd have to be watching it constantly or catch it at a particular episode, because I don't think you'll be able to pick the episode. Mm-hmm. So it'll That's just be- That's kind of what I assumed. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's kind of fun because it makes you feel like you're watching live TV and you could just like channel surf and be like, oh, they're playing this episode, cool, or oh, they're playing this episode, great. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's kind of like Twitch for TV. <laughs> kind of, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Or for I wonder you know, if it's available here. to me here. Oh, I don't know. That's a good it's, question. It's Pluto TV. So type it in and see what happens, Daryl. Yeah, I don't have my VPN running, so I mean, it comes up. See if anything plays. I mean, it's it's not bad. I kind of like the service. It's fun to just throw on. There's a game show ne- network that like just plays old stuff. Mm-hmm. Huh. That's how I that's how I got introduced to Supermarket Sweep. 
<laughs> yeah, and I guess by the time this by the time this episode airs, it'll only be three more days before the Transformers channel premieres. So yeah, you guys can let us know next week if it you know how if it's a um, if it's a good channel. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna try and remember to check it out. I, I think it's working. Um, I brought it up and uh, I'm uh, just on the main page or whatever. Uh, it's playing something called Awesomeness TV. <laughs> hmm. It's uh, something. It came to what f- a- mine. Came to Franklin and Bash on the More TV Drama Channel. Huh. All right. Well, it looks like it's working, so that's neat. So um, I'll have to check back on uh, the thirteenth uh, after this is supposed to have started, and uh, and see if I can find the Transformers channel. Cool. Well, that's uh, that's it for media news. So uh, back to you, Charles. Okay, and we will finish up the show with convention news. So in convention news, uh, we have a bunch of stuff for TF Nation 2022. Uh, the Triple Takeover podcast, Liam at Toy Box Soapbox, uh, Maz and 6O, all of them are going to do a live show at TF Nation 2022, so that's very cool. If you guys are familiar with that podcast, you can check them out and see them do a live show. And of course, it uh, I'm sure they'll put it up later for you to check out. Also, have, you, have, have any of you guys listened to that show yet? I have, I have not. not. No, great. No. It's a great podcast. They, they. Uh, I mean, they're they're not a news show like we we do. Um, they're more of a of a specific uh, topic, and they kind of go uh, deep dive on it, and they talk about their opinions and stuff. And it's a it's a really fun show. They have a really good dynamic. They've all been friends for quite some time. So yeah, hmm. it's a it's a really fun uh, fun show to listen to. Highly recommend if uh, if you like uh, deep dives on Transformers topics. That'd actually be really cool. interesting. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, I was going to say they do like retrospectives on like certain toy sets or media, correct? Like yeah. that's what they usually do? Okay. Cool. I'll have to look into that. Also, TF Nation, Rescue Bots, Animation Writers, Nicole uh, Dubok, and Brian Holfield. I'm really, really sorry. I'm terrible with names. So if I said that wrong, I apologize. But they will be there. Um so, if you're a fan of Rescue Bots, you go check them out. And lastly, and this is a big one and ties into everything we've talked about in this episode, Gary Chalk is going to be a TF Nation. So, uh, of course, he's the voice of Optimus Primal and Optimus Primal in the Unicron trilogy. So, I mean, you got to go. He's Optimus Primal. <laughs> he's, like, the best. So, you should go and see him. Unfortunately, we won't be at TF Nation, but if you're going, you should go check all this out because it's a lot of fun. One of the high points of my transmissions career is getting to share a stage with Mr. Gary Chalk at a TFCon. You shared a stage with him? Oh man! Yeah, That's him and Greg Berger and uh, who what? was it? Who else was there? Was it, was Richard Newman? I forget the other guy. Who was, it was, there. It was Richard Newman? It was the Cheetor voice? Yeah. Oh my yeah. god! Rhinox. He's Rhinox. Yeah. Rhinox. Rhinox voice. Right. Yes. I am insanely jealous. Guy. We had a yeah we had a we had a uh, for for whatever reason uh, TFCon decided to merge the podcast and voice actor panels on Friday night and just had the voice actors come and sit on the podcast panel with us and share mics with us. That was a very <laughs> it was it was it was it was simultaneously intimidating and amazing. <laughs> I was going to say, you're probably just freaking out in your brain for all the right and wrong reasons. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty fun. Nice. But that is it for convention news. 
All right, and that will do it for this episode of Transmissions Alt Mode. As always, we end the show by giving a shout out to our Masterpiece Donatrions because they are the ones who continue to support the show at our highest level on Patreon. And we really appreciate that contribution. So we think they deserve a mention in every episode. So thank you so much to john 4 x Levengood and Dynamintech82. You guys are the best. And thank you again to Dr. Pants for joining us this week. And why don't you tell everyone where they can find you and your friends online? You can find me and my friends doing the Nerdstradamus thing at Nerdstradamus.com where you'll find all our links to stuff. But you can find us mostly having fun on the Nerdstradamus YouTube channel where we've got gaming videos, music videos. Um, We are mostly a gaming channel and we just like to do nerdy things and have fun. Uh, We do stream every week. Usually Friday, starting at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're on YouTube and Twitch for that. Uh, but you might see a bit more of us during the summer because, hey, it's summer! And uh, me and my co-host are teachers, and we, we're off. So what else are we going to do, aside from entertain all of you? But, uh, yeah, come uh, come check us out and have fun. We appreciate seeing new people. All right, and that'll do it for this episode. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We will see you next time. Bye-bye. See ya. Later. Thank you for listening to this episode of Transmissions. If you'd like to join the conversation, travel to our Discord channel at transmissionspodcast.com slash Discord. Want some cool transmission swag? Feast your eyes on our transmissions gear at transmissionspodcast.com slash shop. If you'd like to support our podcast, go to transmissionspodcast.com slash support or tell your friends about our show. We'll see you next time.